T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. San Francisco is grappling with a crisis on its streets, which are plagued by drug overdoses, homelessness and crime. Mayor London Breed is taking new steps to address the drug crisis, but some civic groups say that's not enough. Yeah, one of those newer advocacy organizations that has emerged in the city is Together SF Action, which is led by a former City Hall aide and a billionaire venture capitalist. The group has been hosting town halls to explore solutions, educate voters, and put more pressure on City Hall. It'll hold another one tonight in San Francisco to focus on what more can be done to end the open-air drug markets and stop this rash of fentanyl and other overdoses. For more, we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Kanishka Chang. She's the executive director and co-founder of Together SF Action. Thank you so much for being with us. All right, so we've, we've seen so many stories, heard so much hand-wringing about what's happening on the streets of San Francisco, whose image has really taken a beating worldwide. Uh, your primary funder, Michael Moritz of Sequoia Capital, wrote a controversial opinion piece just about this in the New York Times. Um, where is the city falling short on this front as far as the drugs go? And, and what solutions is your group proposing that, that haven't been tried yet? Hi, so thank you first for having me on. I'm excited to talk about these issues. Um, where we think the city is falling short is simply they have not stated this as a priority. There is no priority declaration from the city of San Francisco that ending the open-air drug markets, drug use is a priority for the city. And that is just kind of mind-blowing to us. There's a lot of talk about downtown recovery, the tax base, the deficit, but all of that isn't going to get solved, we believe, until we get our arms around the public safety crisis that which at the root of it is the drug crisis. It's interesting, you know, uh, there was a local television station recently celebrating an anniversary of sorts, and they were replaying old news stories from the 80s. And you know what the issues were? Were homelessness, uh, crime, housing costs. It seems like we just keep repeating ourselves. What do we need to be doing differently in San Francisco? Or is it just the message in the 24-hour news channel? No, I think we definitely need to be doing things differently. We know other cities, other countries have been able to solve these problems. What we're lacking in San Francisco is a true social and political consensus around what is the right approach to solve these problems. So we get stuck in these endless fights and nothing changes. Things have actually, in fact, gotten worse over the last few years because we'd rather fight about whether we should have conservatorship or safe injection sites. Should we defund the police? How much should we defund them? All of those All of those conversations are distractions from solving the real problems. You know, you look at the resources that the city of San Francisco has put into solving the homeless crisis and their task force. There's so much money. Do you think there needs to be a more cohesive strategy? Yes, I think that money needs to be more efficiently and effectively spent. 
I think this is something that we're going to talk about tonight as it relates to drug user services. Let's look at where the money is being spent. Is it being spent effectively? How can we change how that money is being spent? Because we do spend a lot of money on homelessness, on services. For sure, we could use more state and federal support. But I think until San Francisco finds a more effective way to deliver services by trimming fat, cutting programs that aren't working, prioritizing recovery, which honestly, it doesn't look like we prioritize in San Francisco. We prioritize outreach. We prioritize overdose prevention, overdose reversal, but we're not moving people from that stage into recovery. You know, I know we're talking specifically about drugs here, but the city has been rocked by this stabbing death of a well-known tech executive on Main Street at two in the morning. How do you think that murder is going to affect this conversation? And will it shift the focus now more to crime than drugs? Or is this just part of the larger problem? I think it's all connected. I don't want to speak too specifically about that because we don't have enough information there yet, but I think it, it speaks to the generous, general feeling of lawlessness in San Francisco. These crimes are getting more and more brazen. People feel unsafe in all neighborhoods. And the fact that it feels like it could affect any of us, any of us could be a victim at any point in time, is, is an extremely dangerous feeling, I think, for residents to have. And we would hope that elected officials take that seriously. You know, last year when we had that 10-month-old ingest fentanyl in a park in the marina, we thought that would be a wake-up call. That wasn't. Um, So this is regardless of the fact that there are shootings and stabbings and assaults in Bayview, in the Mission, in the Tenderloin every day. Now this is spreading to other neighborhoods, and it still doesn't seem to be affecting our elected officials. And so what we're trying to do is build a large and loud coalition of regular residents who are willing to speak up about it, because I think that's the only way to get them to pay attention. Speaking up where? Are you talking about attending uh, city supervisor meetings or uh, what, going online and getting on Twitter, what have you? So, you know, all we're doing is asking people to send an email. We know that most residents are too busy working, taking care of their families to go down to City Hall every Tuesday at 2 o'clock and, and wait in line for public comment. But they can send an email and an influx of emails to City Hall really does make a difference. Speaking as a former aide, I know what that feels like and I know that they pay pay attention to it. So we've designed our outreach to be very accessible and easy to do, but it's about getting that volume of outreach out to City Hall. What's your larger strategy aside from the email campaign? So we're also going to be advocating around the city budget, which that process is sort of ramping up and will hit its peak in May and June. We want the city, knowing that they're going to have to make cuts, we want those cuts to be targeted. We want them to prioritize public safety, drug recovery, and homelessness. We should not be cutting those things because those are the top priorities for our city. We need to find other things to cut. And we want actually these three areas to be better funded and more effectively managed. So we'll be doing legislative and budget advocacy around these issues. Mayor Breed, as I'm sure you know, is appealing for federal help now to crack down on drugs on the street. And I remember a couple of years back when a Republican U.S. attorney during the Trump administration launched his own drug sweeps in the Civic Center and Tenderloin. City leaders were not happy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that a Biden appointee has the job, the mayor is begging the feds to do more. How much has politics kept this crisis from being addressed sooner? I think politics has played a huge role in this. We're actually very heartened to see that she has asked for that support. It's something that we in our community have been advocating for since we started this work in January. We know that there are international cartels bringing drugs and dealing them in San Francisco. So this is not a problem that we can handle at the local level. We need state and federal support. 
I think politics has been a blocker for a long time because what City Hall hears from are kind of the voices on either extreme side of every issue. So it's either pro-police or anti-police. It's about deportation or sanctuary. But most residents just want basic public services to, to be delivered efficiently and consistently. And their voices are what's getting lost in this conversation because of sort of the political polarization of every conversation. Well, thanks so much for being with us and a chance to get your voice heard at, at this town hall tonight. Kanishka Cheng, executive director and co-founder of Together SF Action. Thank you for being with us. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find me on Twitter. You can follow me there at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.